You're listening to a podcast of Business News Background, Special Edition. Featuring an in-depth look at the current employment world here in Western Australia. Brought to you by Business News and Lush Digital. Welcome along to a background special edition. I'm James Lush from Lush Digital. And today we've got Dara Everett and Sean Toomey from Walker Anderson to look at the world of the jobs market as it stands today. Uh, Sean, I want to ask you first, from your perspective, you having a lot of conversations with a lot of CFOs, a lot of people in high positions with regards to the job market. Yeah. People are a little pessimistic. Uh, yeah. Is that what you sense? Honestly, no. If you'd have asked me six months ago um, and 2013 in Perth, with the, some of the challenges across commodities, then 2013 was absolutely a challenging market. What we're now seeing in 2014 is that there's a lot of businesses that, yes, are finding things tough, but have realized that they're not gonna go under. And the businesses that are set up correctly are actually looking forward to 2014. So there is positive um, spirit around. There is obviously those companies that are struggling. Absolutely. And we've seen quite a few companies in the last few months really hit the wall hard. Absolutely, yeah. And on that basis, we assume, oh, gosh, if they're doing that, maybe there are a few more around the corner. But you're sensing there's a bit more optimism as well. So what we're seeing is, look, a lot of businesses doing very well a lot of companies who are a lot more optimistic, um, and the businesses that are set up correctly, Mm -hmm. have the right strategy, um, not too much cost provision, are actually looking forward to 2014 and beyond. Dara, does that mean that they're all wanting to recruit, or are they just basically biding their time until they sense that there's more total optimism? It's not necessarily that all companies are looking to recruit. Um, We did a survey recently, and apparently 70% of companies are expecting to not necessarily decrease staff this year, but consolidate the position they're in. And it's very much a consolidation phase for a lot of companies now. What we've seen is more of an increase in the hire of temporary or contract staff. And we've also seen a consolidation of roles as well, uh, which means that employees are getting the chance to up their skill set and learn new things. So Uh, when we say temporary, what sort of contracts are we talking about? Three months, six months, that sort of thing? They can be any duration, typically three to nine months. Um, So these can be rolling contracts, which means that it offers the employer more of a chance to to finish up the employee if things do turn bad. What about being flooded by a lot of people in certain areas? Let's say, for example, Forge losing over a thousand people, they hit the market. Are they all still looking for jobs or are they being rehoused quite quickly? Yeah, I've actually been quite surprised by the the, um, success rate of the Forge employees gaining new opportunities. Um, A number of the other large construction engineering firms have taken them on. Um, What we've seen is that people who have have had a stable background, um, who have good systems, who have good experience, and have generally been quite smart in their career decisions to date, have done well. Um, There tends to have been a a trend in Perth recently, over the last five or six years, because it's such a project-driven city, there was always a company offering an extra five, 10, 20K for someone. And the people who took that quick money are now finding it hard because their resumes are a bit jumpy or, you know, Mm. people are seeing them as not as loyal, whereas Mm. the people who made smart career decisions are are finding the job market not too bad, actually. That's interesting. Sean, you were talking about it becoming much more of a normal market, that the fact that it's not necessarily blowing super hot, but it's not cold either. That must be, from an employer's perspective, a much nicer position. It means you can choose people without feeling that pressure, without feeling you have to pay a fortune for as well. Definitely. And, you know, there is, you know, if you're a an employer of choice at the moment, it's definitely a buyer's market. Um, I think the challenge really does come now is, is as Dara says, is, you know, and as recruiters and as businesses, our aim is to make sure that we're picking the right people. So whilst there can seem to be volume and there can seem to be a high number of people applying, 
not everybody's correct for every job. How do you know? I mean, that's a really good point. There, yeah. are, there are probably more people applying for a job. Absolutely. So presumably the, the process of trying to find that person from that sort of 20 or 50 people that have applied takes much longer. De- definitely. And, and, you know, I guess that, that then comes down to if you do partnership partner with an agency like ourselves, we can obviously assist with that because, you know, um, a CV only tells half a story. Um, and so does a job spec. So it's all about the culture fit. It's all about the competencies. It's about picking the right people who um, are going to fit in the business as much as have the right experience. You're listening to a background special edition. Uh, I'm James Lush. Dara Everett is with us and Sean Toomey from Walker Anderson. I want to ask you both now about the different sectors in which you're you're operating or you have that specialty. Dara, you look at sort of around about the the 80,000 or or below mark, uh, dollars-wise, that is. How is that market at the moment? It's very candidate rich at the moment. So the, area, the areas that I recruit tend to be from an entry level position up to people earning about $80,000 a year plus. And the average response rate on a Seek ad from both us and our clients is about 100 to 150 responses per ad, which means that there's lots of candidates out there. What was it? What has it been? Well, previous to that, when I came here three years ago, we would have probably seen about 30 to 40 responses per ad. Wow, okay. Yeah. So that's sort of three or four times as, uh, as many at the moment. It is, yeah. And what that means for employers is that they have a much wider scope of the market to choose from. So therefore, their search criteria is a lot more specific. Let's look at the uh, sort of the, the 80 plus yeah. market. Um, you know, we're saying three or four times as many people as there were a, a couple of years ago going for these jobs. What about uh, at this level now? Probably not far off and probably not too dissimilar, you know, Um, and again, it's it's at different levels. So, you know, what what we're seeing is the the actions probably happening more around the sort of 90 to 110 K mark. As you tend to go up the the food chain, there there becomes to be less roles and it can just be a bit more competitive. Um, You know, I think taking Dara's point and, you know, candidates who are looking to apply for roles, I think people do need to be aware that that they, they shouldn't be applying for everything they should pick and choose what they apply for um, because businesses are able to, to probably find the perfect candidate out there. Um, and candidates need to think about their own brand okay, and what so they're applying that, to. That's interesting. You, so you're saying don't, don't put yourself down for 20 potential jobs. Um, you know, I suppose the job hunter might say, yeah, but at least I'm hedging my bets then. Yeah. I suppose it doesn't show loyalty in any no, sense no, of and the I, word. And I guess I'm, I'm looking at, you know, um, it's very easy for um, a recruiter, either internally or an external recruiter like ourselves, to look at an application and see whether it's a generic cover letter, um, have a look at the CV, and see whether that's just someone who's applying for 20 jobs. Okay. What would be a lot more productive? Um, one, if, you know, if you're partnering with an agency, we can assist with this, but giving advice to people applying to jobs directly, you'd be a lot more um, efficient if you actually picked three or four roles that you were mm. ticking the boxes for, making sure your cover letter and your CV was very relevant. And you'd, you'd find you'd get a lot more traction from doing that than actually applying to 20 roles. Okay, can we just touch up on that word of branding? Course. Yep. Personal branding is an interesting one uh, and putting yourself in the shop window so that you are, I suppose, desirable Absolutely. rather than just one of many. Yeah. How can we do that? I guess, look, th- there, are, there are recruitment agencies out there, so no matter what you do, Make sure you use that service. So, you know, a recruitment agency, yes, their prime objective is to find you a role, but also they can give you advice on um, on your CV, um, on your LinkedIn profile is obviously a big one, um, on how you present. So make sure you do go get advice. But the number one thing I would say to people is, even if you're applying for jobs with agencies, 
don't just apply for every job they've got because what they'll soon do is just associate your name with just applying for absolutely everything. And then when you apply for a job that you're relevant to, then maybe you don't stand out from the crowd. So do think about how you're applying for stuff and make sure what you're doing is, is relevant and you're not diluting your own personal brand by um, trying to apply for absolutely everything. Okay, and just finally, Dara, the, the one tip from you for, let's say, how we put our little resume together, our, our CV together, which is presumably the first sort of uh, general bit of information that we gather. What is the biggest thing that we can do that makes a big difference? Yeah, I think it's an interesting point because it's something that's overlooked by people quite a lot. They yeah. tend to have their resume that they feel is fine and they send it out for a number of jobs and then don't understand why they don't get called for an interview. The biggest tip I could give people is to put in as much detail as possible about your achievements in your resume, but more specifically to tailor your resume for each role you apply for. It's very hard to sum up 10 to 20 years experience in, it yes. in, in two pages. And your skill set could be applicable to, for two very different roles. So what I would say is, this is an interesting exercise to do, print off the job description that you're applying for, print off your resume, literally tick off everything on the job spec that you've done, and then highlight any achievements you have in those areas, and then input that into your resume. Because all your resume really is doing is giving you the best chance to meet the person face to face, which then allows you, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to effectively sell yourself. What a great idea. And, and a lot of people say, oh, that's going to be far too much like hard work. But you, I guess if you really take it seriously, yeah, it's yeah. worth it, isn't it? And that's what we were talking about in terms of don't try and apply for everything. Yeah. Um, and, and Dara's absolutely right. And that's a, that's a real key piece of advice, actually. Actually getting in front of the person is, is sometimes the most dis- difficult task and standing out from the crowd. And by making sure your CV is relevant to that role, look, honestly speaking, let's face it, most people will, will skim read a CV. You know, if they don't see what they're looking for in the first three to five seconds, they might not read on. So whilst you might have the relevant skills, if it's difficult for the person who's reading that CV to, to see it, then they may not look further past it. So just make it as easy as possible because myself and Dara, might be experts in what we do, but if you're applying to a company directly as well, you know, the, the recruiter at the end might recruit for five, six, seven different disciplines. Mm-hmm. So whilst information to you might be obvious, it's not necessarily to that person. Good advice, gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed uh, for, for your roundup of the market today and also some tips as well for, for improving your chances. Uh, Sean Toomey, the manager of Walker Anderson and also Dara Everett, associate director. You've been listening to a podcast of Business News Background Special Edition, brought to you by Business News and Lush Digital. For more information, go to the website, businessnews.com.au.